Welcome back to the Marine Corps Movie Minute, where we discuss the movies of the Marine Corps one minute at a time. It is uh, Friday, and we have reached minute 66 of Heartbreak Ridge. Me, as always, is uh, Perry. Uh, I'm Brian, and today we have Brad with us. Hey, everybody. Uh, really excited to be closing this week out. This is uh, a lot of fun, guys. I really thank you so much for having me on. Definitely our pleasure. Been fun having you. Found a lot, lot to talk about in these. I was actually a little worried when I was first, you know, I first gave you the minutes and I was reviewing them. I'm like, it's it's a lot of just conversation. The more I went through it, of course, obviously, the more we've been talking about it, we found a lot to kind of dig into and maybe a few things to just sidetrack on. So <laughs> yeah, it works. Well, this particular minute begins with frantic Marines running around looking for missing gear. And the minute ends on the flip side with a major powers acting in an orderly, proficient military manner. <laughs> supply clerk. He's damn good at it, too. Yeah. That's the thing. He probably is a good supply clerk. Like, like he, he, it's definitely what's uh, the term Peter Principal, a guy who was just uh, promoted above his ability. <laughs> and he thinks he can deal with everything the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah, there are certain things that you do it by the book. And then there are other things where you, the book is, you know, written in uh erasable uh, pencil, you know? <laughs> yeah. As a supply clerk too, you would want to, you know, you'd probably want to make sure everybody had what they need. Yeah. I guess we'll find out that that's not entirely the case. Of course, it's not surprising given the way he treats recon. So, <laughs> right. We talked half a second last minute about, you know, the guys were looking for some gear. And it's just more chaos in the barracks. For me, it was just so weird seeing Profile, who's that's Tom Villard, yes. who I remember distinctly. There was a pretty shitty show on in the eighties. Uh, we got it made, where he was the doofy guy uh, who had a roommate who was also a sort of a slightly less doofy guy who had a beautiful maid. <laughs> um, and, and it just couldn't have been any more of an eighties show. The hot chick cook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's definitely that sort of thing. But Villard has such a sitcom-y delivery, mm-hmm. which is so weird in a movie with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Because yeah. Profile in the entire movie, he's just like, oh, geez, I'm such a wacky guy. Oh, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then Eastwood just squints and growls at everyone because that's what Eastwood's really good at. And it's really the contrast between the two is jarring at times. Well, if if you notice, if you look at the, you know, like the barracks, you can see nude women, women in bikinis, a bare ass, you know, uh, but I love the posters. Right. All, but then you, you if you look at profile, <laughs> pro, profile as a puppy, <laughs> like yeah. he, has, he has a puppy up there. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what he's got. He's got his cocoa puffs. He uh, he's always wearing goofy T-shirts. He's he's the goofy kind of. He's playing a Tom Villard character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not the man killer that these Marines are supposed to be. He's oh, he's almost innocent. Yeah, exactly. That's it. He's playing like almost. He's playing it almost like he's a little kid. But the thing is, every time I you know see him in a movie, aside from a, one or two, like he was in Popcorn, I think he was like the villain. Uh, it's like a horror movie. He's always the doofus you know dumb guy it's either he's he's dumb or he's just innocent like that and you know i was not saying that he's typecast or anything but he plays that that those roles well you know i mean i i've brought this up several times he was in a show called high school usa it was like a movie 
It was meant to be a pilot, I think, for a show in, in the 80s where it was like Michael J. Fox was the star and had every 80s sitcom, you know, TV, teen TV star as like the kids. And then it had all the like the teachers and parents were were Eddie Haskell, were were Wally, you know, those guys, uh, the the elder, <laughs> the elder former teen stars, you know, former television child actors. And he plays a dummy in that. He, yeah, Tom Blair plays profile a lot like he played his character in One Crazy Summer. You know, that's the one I always remember him from. But he enlisted and got trained. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a follow up to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm just looking at the cast list of the High School USA. Michael J. Fox, Nancy McKean, Crispin Glover. Yeah, he plays uh, one of the kind of Back nerdy. The future reunion. <laughs> yeah, it, it was prior to Back to the Future. And yeah, Anthony Edwards is like the jock. It's got Todd Bridges in it. It's got and Dana Plato. Yeah, so, yeah, they're all in it. <laughs> Tom Villard, there was one point he's messing with a robot, I just remember. And <laughs> like this is one of those I, I didn't realize this. I think I looked it up after the fact. It was a um I it was I saw it as a movie. It was always on HBO. But I think it was meant to be a pilot that just went nowhere. Uh but I, I was somebody just bought it up and used it to fill time. Yeah, it was on Amazon movie. Prime and I was watching I watched it recently and I, I literally was I couldn't tell you what was about to happen, but as it happened, I'm like, oh, I remember this. I remember this. I remember, like, it was just one of those things I hadn't seen in like 30 years. And now I'm like, hey, I could, I've seen this movie a hundred times probably. Uh, and, and Tom Villard plays a Tom Villard character. <laughs> but, you know, there are guys as doofus and, and, and goofy and downright dumb <laughs> that sometimes you might meet in, in the service, you know, just like anywhere. Yep. So I kind of like the fact that this is kind of like a ragtag bunch of different personalities. They're all shitbirds in their own way. Like like Stitch is a wannabe rock and roll star. Uh, Forgetti's kind of a tough guy. You know, Aponte's off doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah, obviously not here. Yeah, obviously <laughs> not here, as we'll get to in this minute. Uh, and Tom Villars is kind of... He's the shipper because he's he's basically a walking clusterfuck. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. a menace. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it's and it's something that's pretty common. And I mean, Stripes did really the same thing, just a little more amped up for comedic effect. But you know that you know Stripes had the fat guy, the psycho, the yeah, <laughs> you know the 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 the, the, the hit, the <laughs> yeah, the big toe. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, even in like like boot camp, particularly like uh, to this day, if I mention one name to a friend of mine that I was in boot camp with, he'll he'll tell you twenty stories about this moron that was just in our. It, it's just, you wonder how these people function in life, yeah. <laughs> you know how they even made it this yeah. far into boot camp, and you're just you just question like, wow, people are really that dumb. <laughs> Yep. They, or, or just some of them will still graduate. Yeah, or or just that accident prone. <laughs> even yeah. so, so I like it. But but honestly, I, we've mentioned this a few times that this movie is a lot like um, it's a lot like the Bad News Bears type thing where like Recon is the wacky thrown together team that's not very good. Clint Eastwood's Emilio Estevez, and he's gonna get the Mighty Ducks whipped into shape. And and first platoon is actually like the rich kids who got all the, with the really good coach and you know, all that. And there's a lot of those tropes in this movie, even though it's a, an adult action movie. And, you know, we, you know, we had tyranny on and she, and I think it was her that said she wouldn't be surprised or was it Travis, somebody 
had mentioned that they wouldn't have been surprised if this movie ended in a like a, like a football game or something yeah. like that. And in a way, it kind of does because we have that um, that pit fight, you know, where they're in the water and they they have the competition between the two platoons, <laughs> and it, it it has a lot of those tropes. And Tom Villar being kind of a goof is is um, is it. And of course, you know. Uh, we got Swede in the background and he's like, he's the tough guy. You know, he's the real true tough guy. You know, the, he's the heavy. This particular scene reminds me a lot of some of the stuff. Now, granted you and I didn't, we didn't get called to like get ready to deploy like these guys are. But when that whole Bosnia thing was going off, there was a lot of prep, unprep, prep, get ready. Make sure mm-hmm. you have your stuff, which actually, I, you know, it's funny because I was going to bring that up. You know how like some people have like they get out of high school. It kind of reminds me of the, like the movie Top Secret, where he's getting mm-hmm. tortured, and then he has the dream where he's he's late for his um he's late for his final exam, and he didn't <laughs> study, and then he and then he kind of wakes up from the dream and he's being tortured. And he's like, oh thank God. You know, <laughs> <laughs> my my version of that while I was in the service, and it probably was because of this whole prep unprep type thing, you know, was getting called into action and not having any of my gear or missing several yeah. of my gear. <laughs> the really important pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and not so much of even like what being the fuck is my Alice pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like literally like we have to go, I'm putting my stuff up, but I'm going to get not, not that I don't have it, but that I'm going to get caught not having yeah. it <laughs> and I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, and that, that was like fucking boot camp. And I know it's like a completely insane thing to like worry about. And it's not like I worried about it, but like that was my version of like waking up in a cold sweat <laughs> because you, because you, you missed your final exam and you haven't been in high school in five years, you know, like, <laughs> cause it was just like, like, Oh my God, I don't have any of my gear. It's like, cause I loaned it to somebody and I don't have it back. <laughs> cause that shit happened, you know, <laughs> like, I'll just check your sea bag. Yeah, well, right. It's probably at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I liked the little bit of business between uh, I think it was um, Keones and Profile. They're fighting over a uh, canteen. Yeah, that happens too. I wouldn't fight smarter over those canteens though. I don't know how many Marines have needed one to fucking piss in. <laughs> well, one thing I like about and I like that banner as well. And one thing I think they did r- smart is. So often when you have this sort of like ragtag bunch of misfits and be it a sports team or a military unit or whatever, nobody gets along. They're not a unit and part of it's beating them into a unit. I like that they skipped that. Recon were always on the same page. They just were pointed in a bad direction. They were like got away with too much for too long, but they did function well as a unit. Yeah, they were a good team as themselves, but just trying to get them... Yeah, working in the right direction. Yeah, that that's a very good analogy, man. Well, yeah, because they they came up with that whole plot to have Swede beat up Gunny Highway together. Yep, <laughs> you know? yep. They even they even sang a song about it and had coordinated dancing. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> that, that yeah, rocket, yeah. right? That that's how you know on the same page they are. <laughs> One of the things I had about that is I, I kind of question this whole series of of events. Like they have their weapon in the barracks while they're trying to get their gear. They like they don't have the gear, but they have their weapon. I mean, even um, you know, Sweet has that big M sixty there, you know? Yeah, that's that's a no no. That doesn't happen. No. Did I don't know, did it maybe possibly happen back in the day? 
it's possible that things were different, but my, my guess is because later in the minute we see that they they get on, they, they, clearly they must've gotten on a bus and they were brought to a staging area. What I think would have happened is they would have gotten called, you know, Hey, get, you know, Gunny would have shown up and said, all right, guys, this is it. Get ready. Yeah. That would have been the last thing they would have done though. They would have yeah. taken the bus over there together and to the armory. Out. Right. Yeah. Right. They would have gotten on a bus to the armory. They would have got the weapon. Happens in barracks. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no way that they went to the armory first. There's no way that they kept their weapons in no. the barracks. They would have they would have gotten on a bus. They would have gotten all their gear. They would have gone on a bus. I mean, even like we've talked about this like, like when we've had to do a hump. We get all our, you know, all, all our gear on for the hump. Then you go to the armory, get your get your weapon and then you form up at you know where we're going to start the hump. Yeah. And then, and then you take that damn weapon back before you go back to, <laughs> to uh, apparently the only thing you need to go to war are boots and a weapon. That's it. According to Gunny. So you don't need any of your other gear. You got your we- your boots, got your weapon. All right. You can walk into combat then. So he's, well, he's not, he's not too worried. Well, two questions for, for you guys. First, I love that. This is a good follow-up to the previous scene where he's talking about, you know, I need to get these guys ready. If they don't get ready, they're going to get killed. And, you know, uh, basically saying his job is to make to turn these guys into Marines. And the very next scene shows these guys are not Marines. They are not ready. They are running around like a sitcom father who just found out his wife's going into labor. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, where's my you know, where's my Alice pack? Uh, you notice uh, Swede doesn't have his his um, he's got his weapon, but he's just carrying his bags. They're not, he's not formed up. Like, you know, like Gunny's squared away. Gunny's got everything yeah. where it's supposed to be. And then, yeah, even Stitch, he's, he doesn't even have his uniform blouse he's all the way. Got it on. Yeah, he's not the only one either. It's like it. they all just kind of woke up in the middle of the night. He's, he's the, he's the most relaxed though of the, uh, of the group. <laughs> is he relaxed? Your guy's opinion. Uh, is he relaxed? Cause he knows this isn't real. Yeah. He, I, I think he's relaxed. I think he's relaxed because that's just him. I, I don't think he sweats the small stuff or the big stuff. Even later when he's getting shot at, he's got jokes. So I, I mean, yes, it's possible that this is, um, you know, they've done this before. They've been mm. geared up and go. But the way they played this, the previous scene with Gunny and Chuzu, like they, they spring into action. They get up. They're serious. Even Little Mary's concerned. This makes me think that this is not something that normally happens because even Major Powers was like this. Is, well. Uh, we'll next minute. you know, not this yeah. minute, but this is it. We're going to war. Yeah. This yeah. is it. We're going to war. And then they don't go to war. I, I think this is not the norm. Even, even powers was a little surprised about it. So I just think that's just stitch Jones. He's everybody else is frantic. Yeah. He's just like, Hey baby, it's all right. <laughs> you know? uh, I did like that. He was, he showed concern for Aponte because clearly they're friends, but also he's kind of the de facto you know, he's not a sergeant. I don't, oh. They really don't show any sergeants in this unit. He's, but he's the corporal, so he's like the, yeah, the de facto squad leader, um, kind of. And, and he's always been the de facto leader. Yeah, he's just always been the leader, just from his personality, from charisma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he and he, he was saying he, you know, he's going to be a W O L if he's not back here. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you done. He needs some, he some bad chow or something. Don't know where Apate like, is. Oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, you eat worse. Like, yeah, you know, I'm drunk and silly. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, from that line, I, I have to bring up the garbage plate. You know that, right? Oh, man, please do. 
Well, because, you know, Gunny notes that Aponte's missing. He said, yeah, he's, you know, probably not feeling well. He's, uh, yeah. It's probably that chick beef. And yeah. Gunny said, you've, e- you've eaten worse. He goes, yeah, but, yeah. but that's when I'm shit-faced and silly. <laughs> yeah. and all that's that. what I was talking about. Yeah, I know where he was going with it. Right. So the obligatory uh, thing you eat when you're shit-faced and silly in upstate New York, or Rochester specifically, is the garbage plate. So, yeah. <laughs> For those Nick Tahoe's. Tahoe's, exactly. And uh, I, I'll never forget that fucking place. That place gave me fucking, it gave me a fucking heart problem the first time I ate there. <laughs> Brad, have you ever heard of the garbage plate? No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's it's amazing. You're missing out. <laughs> it looks like trash. <laughs> it looks like garbage. Traditionally, it's served with home fries and mac salad and either two hamburgers or two hot dogs, or but you can mix and match. Some people put beans in it. You know, there's all sorts of options, but that's the you know traditional one. And then they put this meat hot sauce on it, and then it's usually got you know onions or like a chili. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like, it, but it's just it's more meat on top of meat, but it's hot. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it all right now online, and I can actually feel my art my arteries <laughs> hardening while I'm doing so. Oh man, yeah. It, it, oh. it got so popular in Rochester that every plate, you know, the only there's only one true garbage plate, Nick Tahoe's. Every other place had to like come up with a clever like name of it. Like I went to a '50s diner and they called it the Big Bopper Slopper. You know, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, one place had an Oscar plate because you know, uh, there's a food. There's a woman from upstate New York, my hometown, that moved down here, and they have a food truck called Trash Talk Food Truck. And they're actually opening a restaurant. <laughs> they come around. It's getting so bad that <laughs> I called them up one day because they were even with COVID, they're just doing all the takeout. So I, I did a call ahead order. And she goes, yeah, well, can I get your name? And I said, yeah, it's, just Bri- it's Brian. She goes, oh, hey, Brian, how you doing? And then we went on talking for a while. <laughs> I'm like, I thought you were kidding about that. Oh, no, no I wasn't kidding. I, I'm like, maybe <laughs> it'll taste at home. <laughs> My cousin, my cousin knows them as well. And just one day, uh, they were, they got talking. He goes, yeah, my cousin's always, you know, getting you guys and all that. Cause she goes, your cousin again. He goes, you know, Brian Lockhart. She goes, oh, he's the guy that's always commenting and following us on social media. <laughs> said, yeah. I, I joke with him all the time. I said, I'm stalking you guys. I'm keep waiting for you to come out to my area so I can get more food. <laughs> yeah. Memes at 3 a.m. No, that, that, that is <laughs> That is a um, that is a staple for late night drunken you know sh- you know comfort food type thing up in my hometown. Yeah, it's better than uh, what are those uh, those fucking sliders? What are those called? Uh, White ca- Castle. Uh, ca- yeah, 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 that shit's better. Than White Castle. The only thing I wasn't a big fan of was the macaroni salad. Like the rest of it, I was down with. So yeah, so I love that. So when the hot sauce gets all mixed in with it, that's ah, great. <laughs> uh, see, I grew up in uh, suburbs of Philly, so. It, it, Cheesesteak. Yeah, right. And then, yeah. I remember it's hard to find a good cheesesteak. I remember one night, uh, well, it was a bachelor party, so we were in a rented van, and like two o'clock in the morning, the bachelor's like, "I want a cheesesteak. Let's go to Geno's." <laughs> and the lines at two o'clock in the morning were just going around the block, and yeah, because all the bars and shit are around, not far from that area anyway. Right. And then what's what's hilarious is then. There were so many limos and party buses yeah. like dropping off all these bachelors. Is like, yeah, <laughs> guys just 
covered in stripper glitter and uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's Philly, so I'm sure there were fights. Somebody's throwing batteries at somebody else. Oh uh, yeah, she's like, "Where's Santa Claus? Yeah. I want to finish him off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that that's the thing with the whole Tahoe thing. They they just... always have a cop there at night just to keep, you know a couple of them just to keep everybody on the up and up. And <laughs> yeah. in fact, the one downtown had I think had a shut down. Uh, they like they they're not twenty four by seven anymore just to avoid any trouble <laughs> because yeah. of that stuff you know. Oh yeah, you get enough drunks in Philly together. It's like, well, someone's gonna pick a fight with a raccoon. Just wait yeah. and see who it is. Hope <laughs> it's not Give me. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, Peacock, the Swede himself, has a little uh, scene in this minute. We re- we uh we had Peacock on a few weeks ago, and uh, his episode's about to air next week. So. Wow! Yeah, yeah, we were yeah super fortunate to get him to come on, and I'm he's very cool, dude. It's so cool when minute by minutes are able to 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 get people from the movies, and it's really pretty cool. When we did um Escape from New York minute, uh, Roger Bumpus had a very 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 small role, and that name does probably doesn't mean anyone to any anything to anyone, but uh we reached out, we got him to come on. And Roger Bumpus, who, again, didn't even have a line in Escape from New York, but he's best known as the voice of Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I would have done that just for that. Hell of a nice guy. He called and he called my cell phone and then we like r- roped him into the pulled him into the call. And what was funny is like we're talking to each other before he comes in. It's like, all right, listen, everybody be cool. Don't like ask him to do any impressions or shit. Or it's like, yeah, be Squidward. Two minutes in, he's like, all of a sudden he's like, well, you know, SpongeBob. And he's like, oh, sorry, I can't. It's like, all right. <laughs> the one thing everybody knows me for, yeah. <laughs> and then what's awesome. real funny is now my kids think I'm really cool because they'll watch SpongeBob. And it's like, you know, Daddy knows Squidward. And it's like, what? <laughs> and then I pull out my cell phone. I still have his number in there, and it says like Roger. Roger Squidward Bumpus. It's like, Daddy, no, Squidward. It's like, let's call him. It's like, no, we're not calling him. Yeah. <laughs> My kids just want to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's so cool. <laughs> but it's very cool that you got Pete Koch, uh, who doesn't have a lot of lines, but boy, you see. Everybody remembers him. Yeah. And does a good job. Does a good job in the movie. Oh, yeah. I actually was trying, I actually, on Twitter, got in contact with, uh, Vincent Zereri, um, uh, Lance Corporal Forgetti in this movie. It's just the the minute that we had was right when Gunny confronts him and and drops the uh, steps on his gla- his sunglasses outside. And I just had the perfect screenshot of Gunny pulling off the the, the glasses. Came it just came to me to just you know I'm like I'm, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna at him instead of just you know doing whatever. So I added him and said, hey, Clint Eastwood, you know reminds or you know. Gunny Highway reminds at Vincent Israeri, you know, not to litter, you know, <laughs> or whatever was the, the line. And, you know, he, he responded to us. And of course, <laughs> my next attempt was, want to come on the show? Crickets, crickets. <laughs> hey, you can't get them all, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what makes it cool when it does happen. But but it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> What's the worst they can say? If they say no, it's an interesting story when it's when like, right. yeah, they only did they say no. Yeah, they but. say hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you familiar with the the guys over at uh is, is the Rocketeer Minute? Yes, because they like on the first episode they like of course uh, Twitter they copied Billy Campbell the star of the movie 
And he's like, oh, boy. And he referred to it. He tweeted, it's like, hey, let's just listen to the first minute of uh, Rocketeer. They know more than I did, and I was in the movie. And he, he yeah. kept, uh, he's like, offered to be on the show. They're like, this, this isn't happening, right? <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, he was on quite a few times. He, he's like, shit, that's pretty cool. And I'm like, maybe Bruce Campbell will uh, hear about uh, Army of Darkness. That did not happen. He was <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, well, maybe we can get Pete to be our third man. <laughs> like, like, it's like, hey, look, I did you a favor once. Come on, settle down. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, I, I, in fact, um, I, I thought I saw Jim O'Kane. Oh, I've heard him mention it on a podcast. That he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, we had um, you know. Billy Campbell on, and then he never left. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't he recently he they got Joe Johnston, you know, but it was like Joe Johnston, the director of Rocketeer, somehow probably through you know, probably through Billy. Yeah, exactly. Became aware of it, but they hadn't done the show in like two years, I think, at this point. And then Joe Johnston reached out to them and said, "Hey, I just listened to this. this is great. I'd love to be on." And they went, "Shit." Uh, we better fire the microphones back up. And then they did like a week's worth of episodes of, of just interviewing and chit chatting with Joe Johnson. I'm like, that's amazing. That's pretty cool though. They set the the standards far too high for the rest of us. Oh, yeah, like, the rest of <laughs> yeah. We got to find a way dude. we got to have like a watch party with like the entire cast and crew. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, we got to find, we got to find the gaffers. We got, we got to get some people in here. Yeah, trying to explain to 90 year old Clint Eastwood, what a minute by minute podcast is. Oh, he probably would not give a <laughs> fuck about it. Exactly. Well, but that's the thing. I'm like, oh, how do we get into Clint Eastwood on here? <laughs> what the fuck is your name again? <laughs> I'm like, all right. Try and explain what a movies by minute podcast to anybody really is. Sometimes can be. They're like, so <laughs> you do what again? Yeah, I tried to explain to my parents, man. I was like, um, so what we're doing? <laughs> wait a minute, it's a minute. Yeah, and it, it takes 20 minutes to explain what you're seeing. Well, see, here the thing is, <laughs> and sometimes it's not even that long. Sometimes it's much longer, but it's just one minute of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, we know, Mom. We know. Well, I do, I do this reoccurring thing, with, especially with one buddy of mine, uh, that, you know, anytime I mention it, I'm like, if I, I do it every time. I've been doing it for years. If I mention Star Wars Minute, yeah, I, this is movie. Uh, this uh, podcast called uh, Star Wars Minute. It's a podcast where they break down the movie, and I literally just explain the concept every single time I ever bring it up to them. Well, the only problem I, with the with the movies by minutes is there's there's so many good ones. I don't have time for all of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm an aliens freak, dude. And there's an alien one I haven't even I haven't gotten on board with because Christ, man, I got I got work to do your own podcast to put out anyway so this is not even work for me this is just hanging out with my boy this is right here i'd I, i'd do this from a hospital bed this isn't a problem for me i just enjoy hanging out and bullshitting about movies with my friend what what is funny is i still haven't finished listening to um escape from new york man and i loved working on that and it was great and it turned out a really good show but it is tough because first off i'm been working at home for the last two months now I was like, oh, this be great. I'll just work from home and I'll listen to whatever podcast. No, because it turns out when I would really listen to podcasts, it's on my drive-in, and without a drive, I'm not listening to shit. Yep, same way. 
like I would listen to to this podcast. We would I would listen. And I I would legitimately I, I really enjoyed listening to it. It was fun. Billy does a good job editing because most of my nonsense he cuts out. <laughs> he does a good job with that. It, it, it's a fun it's a fun listen. And there's a lot of ones that I do want to listen to. I want to check out. This whole work from home coronavirus thing has really just kind of put a wreck on like the normal tempo of a day. Like you go to the office and you would throw a podcast. You didn't have to listen to your some of your employees. It's people you work with maybe just going on about stuff you don't care about. But it also gave you an opportunity to like listen to something in the background and focus on work. But you're surrounded by like your office is literally 20 feet from your bedroom. No, yeah. And you have to just to go to work in the morning. All you got to do is literally roll out of bed, put on your flip-flops, flip-flop, 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 right into your office, you know, bump your keyboard and start working. Like, it doesn't really, like, that whole that whole tradition of, like, uh, or that whole uh, ceremony of listening to, like, an audio book or whatever, it, it kind of gets ruined. So, like, the, all, the, the, all the stuff that you would normally do, you just don't get a chance to, to fit into your day. And then you're just waiting on calls and other things that, you know, just, just as part of working that for some reason working from home, like working from the office, you throw a podcast on or an album or whatever, and you listen to it all day long. Nobody bother you. But if you throw a podcast on at home, I say all the time, it's easier to ignore my coworkers than it is to ignore my family. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I hear the kids uh, all of a sudden like planning a revolt downstairs. It's like, all right. And I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> they're getting ready. I talked to a friend yeah, of mine today. Stacking up. And at one point they were just, havoc was going on downstairs. I was like, all right, kids, come here and line up. And they just came up and they, they all looked like they were about ready to go in front of a firing squad. I was like, line up in front <laughs> of me. And they just stood in front of me and I just started like, Barking at him like Arlie Emery. I was like, all right, we're not going to have this here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I came this close uh, to calling one of them a modern art masterpiece, but I stopped myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. My kids are growing up, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> God bless. It's... Uh, <laughs> They're great kids, but this stuff is cr- is hard enough on the grown-ups. But for kids, it's like, okay, no school, but you're going to be learning at home, and you can't see your friends and all that. It's 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 brutal for them. But all right, my job is to like be the enforcer that tries to keep them not acting like little terrors. I'm going to circle back to the movie for a quick second. Yeah. Do you guys really have any – I mean, I only the only thing I had a note, about well besides the hurry up and wait which <laughs> you can see all the marines doing there's already a couple guys laying there yeah the hurry up and wait man that's the worst yeah. you know I, I joke you know marine well it, the, the the joke is marines can sleep anywhere and they already got guys sleeping on the field you know on the on the blacktop the pavement there you know yeah major powers said that he said something about the dd 1348 request forms um weren't he wants them filled out properly or they didn't use them or something like that <laughs> yeah we mentioned earlier he's a good supply guy he's uh that's definitely something a supply person would worry about is the the forms being <laughs> um filled out properly we're going to do everything in order military proficient manner and he he said he wants every he basically wants to inventory every round of ammunition and it's going to be returned exactly as as it was now yeah. Chuzu's kind of rolling his eyes at him, but 
he's not wrong <laughs> for, for being anal retentive about it. You want to keep count of that ammunition. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's not the, exactly what needs to be done right then and there. <laughs> Especially if the Marines were keeping weapons in there. Yeah. Like, was it appears to be happening? I looked up that DD thirteen forty eight. It's it's like a it's like a standard request form or something like that for, for equipment. Uh, I've, I've actually I actually found the actual form. It's on some military portal thing. It looks just like every other government military form you've ever seen. Oh yeah, a, I'm sure it's. Sexy as all yeah. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like a release document, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Well, no, it definitely powers is a case of this is a guy who has competence in some levels, but he's just, he believes he's going to bend not just highway, but he's going to bend the military to his will because he, he, he thinks he's tougher than he actually is. And he thinks he's smarter than he is and more competent than he is. And really the only thing keeping him from having the success that he wants is him. Like his ego, it keeps getting in his own way. So when he gets his ass kicked uh, in the pit and when he thinks he's going to bark orders and whatever, and then his commander cuts him down to size. He, <laughs> right. he just isn't, you know, it's Peter Principle. He got promoted beyond his abilities and doesn't have isn't humble enough to accept that and learn, uh, which is different than other characters in this movie. They figure out, I was like, oh, crap, uh, I, I'm out of my depth, and go to go to Highway, or, or listen, or learn. And But he his ego's too great to do that. Yeah, he might be a competent officer in his you know chosen field of endeavor, but where he's at right now, he's just a square peg in a round hole. He doesn't really fit well. I think you said it, he's trying to take what his, which he probably excelled at with maybe being a little anal retentive at supply and apply that to a infantry unit. Yeah. Infantry unit whose job is just to kill bad guys and get shit done. Right. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, and you look at ring who, this was a guy who was also out of his depth who makes mistakes, but, but listens and learns and improves and yeah. powers just doesn't have that ability. No, no, he just thinks because he's a major, he knows better. Never had any officers like that, have we? <laughs> no, I can't say that that would be the... Wait a minute. Yeah, I think I think there's been a few. <laughs> so, no names, no names. I don't want to have to bleep it. <laughs> no, okay, let me, let me give you an example of... Uh, this. We've had some really cool officers, though, man. We had some that took us to the flight simulator... We've had some other ones, and then we had other ones that we thought would be cool, but they were way more political than, than, than like, oh, yeah, no, 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 we're gonna, I'm going to take care of you. And then you come to find out, no, 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 no. They were just lubing up to get you, you know, and then there's there are other ones that you knew they didn't like you. <laughs> then you knew they were out to get you. <laughs> just going to say maybe there was one or two <laughs> that, yeah. that, I run, yeah. that I run the wrong way personally. <laughs> What you know why you're on the night shift during this exercise? Because because you're on the shift I'm not on. (laughs) I I was basically told that one time. (laughs) Well, I can't please them all, right? (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? Who won? Because who's got a podcast? (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> who's listening to who now? Right. <laughs> like, well, but then, but who's also bringing it up on our podcast twenty years later? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably forgot our names. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that's all I had for for that. I just wanted to bring up DD thirteen forty eight. Very important, riveting stuff about this minute. Do you guys got anything about this minute in particular? Nope. Brad, do you have any final thoughts about the movie as a as a whole? Since this is your last day with us. First off, this is a much more. I was sort of researching it when when you guys and gave me the chance to come on the show. It was a much more successful movie than I thought it was. This was a good moneymaker for uh, for Eastwood, and this was not a time where his movies were really that successful. You think of him being this A list star for his entire career, um, and he went through a real period where he was trying to figure himself out because, well, as we talked about earlier this week, he stopped being a viable action star because he got a little older and people were having a tough time buying him as a serious actor and a serious director because he, he he's so iconic that it almost became parody so they would have the jokes about how you know squint eastwood because he never opens his eyes and <laughs> just sort of growls his way through dialogue and i think with unforgiven uh and maybe white hunter black heart those two movies people started understanding that there was a different depth to them um, so it's neat to see this was sort of right, right before that transition began. Really neat movie. Um, and it's also great talking it, um, about it with you guys uh, because you have military experience and you can really give a different perspective than I have. And uh, if you, I could have just a moment to be a little serious, and I don't know if um, you've had other guests sort of call this out, but I did not serve um, my father did. He actually served uh, during the Vietnam era. He was actually stationed in Korea uh, in the neutral zone. Uh-huh. Um, I do have uncles that served uh, in the military as well. So I was sort of taught to have a, a great respect for the, what you guys do. So I just want to say um, in all sincerity, you know, thank you guys uh, very much for your service. And, uh, you know, I hope it's a properly appreciated and, and I do. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate we, it. We, we, yeah, we appreciate that too. Being a Marine was my dream job. That was the one thing that I always wanted to do, and all I got to do it for a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, we appreciate it, man. That's um, that, thank you very much. Well, you know, it's it's a in, you know, it's a it's a big deal, and uh, I'm, sh- you guys, especially Marines. That's that's no joke. Being in an era where we're not in an era where there is a draft or anything, you, you guys decided on your own that you were going to subject yourself to a very challenging, but in the end from everything that I can tell from um, the, the, the respect you have for the military, something very rewarding. And uh, I, I'm sure you guys aren't given enough credit for that and, or enough respect for that. And I just, you know, just want to give you that due. Yeah. Thank you. Super appreciative. Very nice of you to say. Yeah, no, we appreciate you coming on. As we've had, uh, I, I think we've had a fairly lively conversation these last uh, few days. Um, so yeah, we're really, really happy you could come on. And I, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last five minutes, but you know, this 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 movie in particular had an influence in my decision to join the Marine Corps uh, because I just liked it so much. And you know, Clint East was cool. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> so. Enough said. Enough said, exactly. Well, Brad, uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, uh, you know, in your podcasts? Yeah, well, um, as I talked about before, I am the host and co-founder of the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, where we talk about all things pop culture. 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Cosmic G Pod and uh, you know, follow us uh, there. And uh, guys, uh, love to have you on. We're gonna have to figure out a way to have you join uh, the fun at uh, Cosmic Chipetto. Sure. You know, uh, perhaps. Uh, hey, Top Gun's gonna come out some, sooner or later. The new Top Gun, and um, maybe talk about that in other military movies because it'd be great to have your perspective on that. Yeah, we should love to. Man. Anytime. All right. Well, then I'll I'll do our plugs. Um, what's it? It's Friday, so just like to ask everybody to go to moviesbyminutes.com and check out all the other movies by minutes. And I'm sure there's something there that, that tickles your fancy. Star Wars. Yep. Star Wars is one of them. <laughs> Pay special attention to them for kicking off the whole thing. Of course, we're Marine Corps movie minute pod on Instagram and uh, MCMM underscore podcast for Twitter. And of course, the Marine Corps movie minute, the quarter deck Facebook group, uh, if anybody wants to join that. And other than that, Thank Brad for for joining us. Well, uh, you know, once again for uh, for the week, Thanks, yeah, man. it was a, it was a good time. Before we show up on Monday, Perry, to do minute sixty seven, I need you to mm-hmm. fill out the DD DD thirteen forty eight request forms. I want mm-hmm. every one of these podcasting paraphernalia, headsets, recording devices. I want them all returned in the order in which they were signed out to you by Monday. That sucks. Fuck you, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's as good as it's going to get. It's fucking one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I wasn't talking about your line. I was talking about all those forms. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, whatever. Still fuck you anyway. (laughs) Bravo, sir.